It's Hard to Believe, the podcast that brings you absolutely true but very hard to believe stories. I'm your host, G Wiz. Now let's get into it. Josephine Baker. There are certain people whose overflowing personality and radiating positivity inspires everyone who is lucky enough to know them. And often, those same people have overcome adversity that would cause most of us to simply give up, but instead, they thrive. One such person was Miss Josephine Baker. To keep her memory alive and to honor all that she did to help make the world a better place, let's explore the life of this exotic woman. It's hard to believe, but a little black girl from St. Louis, who was born into poverty during a time of extreme racial segregation, would go on to become an international superstar on the radio, the stage, and the silver screen. And that's just the beginning of her amazing story. She was born Freda Josephine McDonald on June 3, 1906. Her grandparents were former slaves that had adopted her mother Carrie in 1886. Josephine grew up impoverished in a lower-class neighborhood near Union Station. At just eight years old, she began working as a live-in domestic servant for white families. Later in life, she would recount tales of being physically abused in those days, like the time a woman burned her hand for using too much soap in the laundry. That was before laundry pods. At just 11 years old, young Josephine watched in horror as rioting white folks just across the Mississippi River were burning the black neighborhood of East St. Louis to the ground. The screams of black families as they tried to escape the flames would echo in her ears for the rest of her life. Up to 200 people were killed and many, many thousands were left homeless in that event known as the East St. Louis Massacre. Despondent, within the year, she would drop out of school. By age 13, she was working as a waitress at the Old Chauffeurs Club, which was a hangout for musicians and vaudeville performers. At this time, she was living on the streets and sleeping in a cardboard box. While working at the club, she met and married her first husband. The marriage didn't last, and by the time she was 14, she was single again. Yes, I know. It was a different time. In 1921, at the ripe old age of 15, she married her second husband, William Howard Baker. She changed her name to Josephine Baker, which she would perform under for the rest of her life. The name would last, but the marriage didn't. Within a year, she left her husband to pursue a career in New York City with a role dancing in the chorus line of a hugely successful Broadway review called Shuffle Along. After that, she had another chorus line role in The Chocolate Dandies, and despite her stunning beauty, she was still relatively unknown. I guess being line dancer number 23 doesn't really stand out. Her big break came at the age of 19 when she joined La Revue Negre in France, where she would meet another famous black female performer, Ada Smith, better known as Bricktop. Bricky, as Josephine called her, would help introduce the blossoming young woman to all the right connections. Josephine Baker was an instant hit in Paris with her erotic dancing and barely there outfits. She appeared practically nude on stage with nothing on but a G-string, necklaces, and a skirt made from artificial bananas. I wonder if her G-string was properly tuned. And what's with the bananas? To help enhance her African image, Miss Baker would often bring her pet cheetah on stage dressed in a diamond collar. Yes, I said a pet cheetah. And it's probably not hard to believe, but sometimes the cheetah would escape and terrorize the musicians in the orchestra pit. I still think the cheetah is a better idea than the bananas. Word of Josephine's exotic beauty and erotic performances spread quickly, which helped her to become the most successful American entertainer in France. 
Her famous friends would include Ernest Hemingway, who called her the most sensational woman anyone ever saw, and Pablo Picasso, who tried to capture her beauty and charm in paintings. Unfortunately, he was Picasso, so they just turned out to be scribbles. Besides her stage performances, Josephine was also a radio star and had a huge hit with her song, Ja Du Amour, which, when properly pronounced, translates to I Have Two Loves, and speaks about her love of France and Paris. She also found success on the silver screen as she starred in four different back-to-back hit films. It's hard to believe, but the truly amazing part of her life has yet to begin. Josephine tried to duplicate her success on a tour back in America. But in 1937, after a year of disappointing ticket sales and bad reviews, she returned to France and married a wealthy French broker. She renounced her American citizenship and became a true citizen of France. She even learned how to kiss in French. Two years later, in 1939, France declared war on Germany. The French military agency, known as the Duchesne Bureau, recruited the now 33-year-old Josephine to work as a counterintelligence agent, also known as being a spy. Josephine would use her fame and disarming beauty to socialize with German officials at nightclubs, embassies, and other social venues. All the while, she was secretly listening in to their conversations and relaying valuable intelligence back to the French resistance. Josephine Baker used her celebrity and work as an entertainer to travel freely across borders. She would carry secret messages written with invisible ink on sheet paper under her petticoat. She said that she was never afraid of being searched because who would dare search the famous Josephine Baker? Josephine also performed to entertain the British, American, and French soldiers stationed in North Africa. Thanks to her efforts during the war, Josephine Baker was awarded the Resistance Medal and the Croix de Guerre, which means the Cross of War when said properly, and was even named a Chevalier of the Legion of Honor by General Charles de Gaulle. Thanks to her role during the war, Josephine became more popular than ever. In 1951, she was invited to perform at a segregated nightclub in Miami, Florida. Josephine refused the $10,000 offer until the club finally agreed to her demand that the audience would be integrated. She was back in the United States for the first time in over a decade, and this time her show was a huge success. The sold-out run in Miami turned into a national tour that received rave reviews and delighted crowds. While on tour, Josephine would also give local speeches about the evils of racism and advocated for an end to segregation. She concluded her American tour with a parade in Harlem to honor her selection as Woman of the Year by the NAACP. Despite this new, very warm reception, racism was still rife at the time. Racism in America? That is hard to believe. After criticizing the very popular Stork Club in Manhattan for its policy of barring black people, Josephine, who was now a French citizen, was accused of being a communist by the U.S. government and had her visa revoked. All of her remaining shows were canceled, and she was forced to return home to France. Here's a cool fact. As Miss Baker argued with the management of the Stork Club, actress Grace Kelly, who would later become Princess Grace of Monaco, came over to investigate. When she learned of the policy barring black people, Grace Kelly took Josephine Baker by the arm and they famously stormed out of the club together. They would remain lifelong friends. Josephine would not be allowed back into the U.S. for 10 years. Despite this setback, her fame continued and she delighted sellout crowds around the world. While on tour in the USA, Miss Baker endured many instances of racism and even received death threats from the Ku Klux Klan. 
This only inspired her to join the civil rights movement, even if she was temporarily barred from entering the country. In 1963, Josephine would return to the land of her birth and was the only woman officially invited to speak at the famous March on Washington right beside the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Ms. Baker said in her speech, The results today of seeing you all together, the sight for sore eyes, together as salt and pepper, just as you should be, just as I've always wanted you to be, and peoples of the world have always wanted you to be. You are a united people at last, because without unity, there cannot be any victory. A difficult miscarriage had left Josephine unable to bear children. A woman with this much life and love to give would not be stopped from being a mother. During her years protesting racial injustice in the U.S., she began adopting children. True to her message of inclusivity, she adopted children of all different colors, creeds, and nationalities to create what she called her Rainbow Tribe. She even raised the children with varying religious identities. In the end, she legally adopted two girls and ten boys. Later, she would also unofficially adopt yet another boy. The children grew and played happily on their mother's estate, which included a hotel, a farm, and even rides. The children were put on display to a paying public so they could witness for themselves the true potential of humans to live in harmony together as one loving family. Her feelings of equality and inclusiveness did not extend to homosexuals, though. Upon learning that her 15-year-old son was gay, she forced him to leave the estate and live with his adoptive father. It just goes to show not everyone's perfect. As time passed, Josephine's income was no longer sufficient to cover all of the expenses, and she was forced to sell the estate. In 1975, Princess Grace financed a review starring Josephine Baker to honor her 50 years as an entertainer, war hero, and civil rights activist. The show was oversold and folding chairs had to be brought in to accommodate the overflowing crowd. It would be her last curtain call. It's hard to believe, but just four days later, surrounded by glowing reviews of her final performance, the incomparable Josephine Baker took her final bow and departed our world. You can find links and more information about this topic and our complete library at our website, hardtobelieve.blog. Thank you for listening. This has been Hard to Believe. I'm your host, G. Wiz, asking you to please like and subscribe for exclusive content.